This is an exclusive presentation from Federated Media, Unholstered. Here we go. Welcome back to Unholstered. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I am just one of your hosts here on Unholstered. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Catina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome back to Unholstered. Really, Sophia, we've kind of been on this theme over the past couple of episodes of... um, not necessarily violence, but really violence as it pertains to young people, to our kids, to youth, to children. And we're kind of continuing that theme today. First, I would say this is an episode for everyone because this doesn't just affect our neck of the woods. While we're Good seeing point. an elevated um, number of incidents here, this is just this is nationwide. Um, I think the perpetuation of violence that we've been seeing in all ages. Um, In particular, I want to focus on the kids, though, today, because, man, it's just really troubling when we have that much violence um, in our youth. And I just want to, you know, this this episode, we're bringing on someone, we're going to talk about what we're doing here. And he can bring some light into just youth in general, because I think that's really important that we understand that kids are not adults. They make impulsive decisions. Their brains are not fully formed. You know, they, they and you add on trauma on top of that. And it's it's just this vicious cycle that they just can't get out of. And and, and if we can't exp- we we see adults that can't get out of a cycle. So if we're expecting kids to get out of that cycle, you know, we're just fooling ourselves. So we really need to work hard and implement programs and, and work with these youth. And I brought someone in to do that that does that. And he's going to introduce himself right now. Hi, I'm Nigel Sims. Thank you so much, Kayla and Sophia, for having me. I'm so excited. And Sophia, like you said, like we are seeing this all across the nation. I just got back from a small town in Georgia. It's called Waycross, Georgia. And I was speaking to a group of seventh graders, uh, middle schoolers, uh, and the school was contacting me because they're seeing high violence fights and different things like that. Just And like you said, Sophie, they're facing trauma. So when they're fighting each other, they're not really mad at each other. They're mad at what's going on at home in their community and what's happening amongst their peers. So we have to teach them how to manage that trauma that they're facing. So it's happening all over the country, but also here in Fort Wayne in Northern Indiana. Is that your day job, Nigel? I mean, what is it that you actually do? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> have all Renee, sorts of things. <laughs> we have Renee here in the studio that helps manage my, my schedule. Uh, all sorts of things. But I'm also the, um, the founder of National Young Leaders Institute, where we help uh, middle schoolers and high school imagine life outside of high school. Uh, but also to answer the question, just not what you want to do after you graduate from high school, but who do you want to be? Uh, a lot of times we put pressure on our kids, what do you want to do? But they're just kids. I don't know what I want to do. But maybe you can start diving into who's the person that you want to be. And maybe that can help uh, catapult you into the person or what you want to do in life. So National Young Leaders Institute, so we help expose them to uh, careers af- uh, after high school. So that's what we uh, focus on. You look really young. How, <laughs> how long have you been doing this? Well, how did you get into this this field? The, the saying black doesn't crack is probably uh, somewhat true. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, 32. What? Um, so yes, I didn't even uh, think you were that old. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. And yes. I've known you for a while. I just never knew how old you were. Yeah, I've been doing work in our Fort Wayne community over, over 10 years now. Yeah. Um, a lot of people know me from the work I've done with You for Christ, uh, City Life, right across from Southside High School. Uh, so we've been doing this work in marginalized communities and abroad, helping elevate the lives of uh, young people and their families. And you do still have a Christ-centered focus. Yes, yes. With our I national know that's leaders, heavily yes. part of what your program, and I think, you know, if I can say so, it's <laughs> probably what we need to get back to. Amen, yes. sister. You sure Amen. can say it. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> So, okay, walk us through then. I mean, what does a, I don't know, I don't know how you define youth violence necessarily, but I mean, you just said it, Sophia, this isn't a a problem just here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I feel like we're seeing an uptick in youth violence all across the country, but in your everyday life, how would you define youth violence? 
youth violence, um, it's, it can be from from homicides to uh, stealing. Typically, it boils down to emo- some emotions that our kids are facing, mm-hmm. which is anger, jealousy, all those things. Uh, uh, research says our young people are searching for three things, uh, belonging, their purpose, and their identity. And unfortunately, they're finding those things in the wrong places, like social media, through television, through the things that they listen to uh, from music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so important for us as adults, through, as mentors, as organizations, to help them find their identity, their purpose, and belonging. Like Sophia said, I believe they find that in Christ. Uh, that we're we're a Christian organization with National Leaders Institute, so we help them find those three things through uh, through Christ Jesus. You've been doing this for over ten years here in our community. Do you feel like you've seen an uptick in youth violence over the last 10 years? Uh, yes. Just this year, we had, I think, six homicides in Allen County. Is that correct? Yes. And I think and five, five of those were young Wayne. people. Yes. Um, five. Average age being 16 in Fort wow. Wayne. Um, so, and not only is the victim young, but the perpetrator is yes, young, too. Yes. The actual per- person pulling the trigger, because they've been shootings, has also been in that young teen to middle teen age. Yes. So it's it's a real issue, and it's not just here; it's all over, as you can see. I mean, you see social media videos all the time. You see news videos all the time. So, yeah. but you know, I, when you talked about, um, you know, it's what we listen to; it's what we see. I just saw an interview with Prince, uh, the singer Prince. <laughs> I'm showing my age. If some of you don't know Prince, rest in peace. But he talked about, you know, what an effect that videos and movies and things even if you just are acting in it it stays with you it stays with you you might not remember what you said but you remember the feeling that you had and he Mm -hmm. talks about music being the same so we need to turn off unplug and get back to you know conversations with people instead of videos TikToks and all those other things. So yes. It's kind of funny that you're saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're talking with these young people, I mean, what what are they saying? What are you hearing from them? Is it, hey, well, I don't have mom and dad around, or hey, we don't mm-hmm. have money, or like, are you seeing themes from these young people that are leading to some of this violence? Yeah, I was at uh, Southside High School the other day. I think it was last, last week, Renee. Um, and I was talking to these young people. I think they were juniors and seniors in high school. And I was, I was saying, what's the greatest challenges that you guys are facing? Um, and this is a diverse group, but they're saying, Nigel, I'm tired of seeing uh, my peers being depressed, um, wow. showing, in, having anxiety, um, suicidal thoughts, um, angry, comparing themselves to one another. Like, I just wish we can just just have conversations and just like you were saying, Sophia, community, a place to talk, to unplug, <laughs> because there's so much noise in their ears mm-hmm. and they're searching for truth. Uh, they're searching for peace. <laughs> uh, they're searching for so much that, you know, typically growing up, the family provided at the dinner table and different things like that. So uh, as I'm hearing them, um, I'm, what we're trying to do in the community, how can we create more spaces? I'm um, partnering with YMCA, uh, other youth organizations. How can we create pockets of spaces that feels like home when mom and dad is at work? And the kids just need a, a space that feels like home where they're seen, loved, and valued. Um, that's what our young people are longing for. Yeah, and how do you do that? I mean, how do you create those pockets of space? And furthermore, how do you get young people to trust yes. that these are pockets of space? Yes. Um, safe space. Yes, it's like um, safe spaces like Boys and Girls Club, mm-hmm. City Life, the YMCAs. I think how we uh, cultivate that, um, that trust, that relational equity with these young people is going to where they are, meeting them in their world, going to the basketball court, 
um, these youth or- organizations. We're going to the schools, partnering with Fort Wayne Community Schools and other uh, community schools, and just building that relational equity with them. And then, too, I've, I've, seen, I've seen parents on basketball teams, football teams, uh, embracing other young people into their families. Uh, so it's, it's, not, it's not, I don't believe it's rocket science. It's just taking that first step and just listening, observing, and noticing young people who need us. That is really the truth, too. Uh, you know, we all get so hyper-focused on this individual family unit. Mom, dad, two kids, right? You live in your four walls. You, mm-hmm. you go to school. You go to work. You eat. You, you exist with your family. Yes. Like, we have forgotten this like mm, hospitality, good, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and reaching out and seeing maybe another young person who maybe doesn't have that at home yeah. and taking them into our we, We've also forgotten that, not only how yeah. to communicate with each other, but also to truly reach out yeah. and create that. And what does it boil down to, though? It boils down to connection. Yeah. Yes. We yeah. have to be connected to one another. It's what we're here for. We were not here to be independently on our own in some kind of, you know, building, just list, watching videos all day. Yes. We're meant to connect with people. Mm. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, people being jealous and everything, it just reminded me of this um, saying, it's, you know, comparison is a thief of joy. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, you cannot wow. compare yourself to someone else. And when we talk about youth, we have when a meeting and where we are, you know, it just reminds me, my daughter has a, a cousin um, who recently just kind of came into our lives and, and she lost her mom, doesn't really have a relationship mm-hmm. with her dad. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's been hanging out at the house. My daughter mm-hmm. and her have been hanging out together a lot more lately. And my daughter needs that connection too. Yeah. Because you know, yeah, my yeah. kids are adopted. Yeah. And so having that familial connection is so important to her. But this young lady, I, I just love her. And she's been a really positive influence on my daughter. But at the same token, you know, I feel bad because she doesn't have that mom figure. So she, mm-hmm. I, and I'm like, well, you know, I, I'll adopt you too. And so she's now <laughs> starting to call me mom. And <laughs> so it's just, but that's what, and she's 19, I mean, yeah. and been without yeah. a mom for so long. And it's just so important, I think, that they have that kind of familiar connection in order to move forward. And talking about that connection, that community, uh, and how in society today, like we're so individualized, like you were saying, Sophia, I learned this, uh, this African terminology. Um, it's called Ubuntu, Ubuntu, which means I am because you are. Mm-hmm. And this, um, this language is about us being a collective, like we're humanity, we're supposed to be there for each other. And, I, and I'm trying to think who I heard say that. Uh, it was Nelson Mandela. Oftentimes in his speeches, he would say, Ubuntu, at the end of his speech. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, is that an African, that's an African term. Like, what does that mean? And, and when researching that, I am because you are. I can't exist without yeah, you. Yeah. You can't exist without me. We need one another. And I think we can take on that, that terminology, that language, that behavior, that culture. I uh, think we will see a, a major change in our society. Yeah, because it starts with our young people, because young does. people obviously grow up. Uh, you know, they become the adults who no longer can resolve conflict at work or, we, or as we've seen at a Super Bowl parade. You know, they, they don't know how to to manage conflicts or emotions or feelings. And, and Sophia, you said that, that you and Nigel have, have worked together before. You've known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. So. Nigel, have you teamed up with the Fort Wayne Police Department, or what? What does that working relationship look like? <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, several, multiple, multiple times we have partnered with uh, Fort Wayne Police Department, and most recently here we had Steam Camp. Uh, National Young Leader Institute had Steam Camp, so we had young people all across the country from Miami, what? from Seattle, from Cleveland. Um, I'm missing other cities. I'm sorry, Renee. Um, some other cities joined us too, and they're able to learn about career opportunities within the police department, but also some misconceptions that we have around uh, around the police officers too. They have a very difficult job and it's just not on them too. The community has ownership mm-hmm. 
of helping solving crimes and different things like that. So this no snitching mentality has to leave our community. So we just we have a great partnership with Fort Wayne Police Department uh, coming alongside our families. Uh, it's Sophia, I know we partner in multiple ways. I can't even remember all of them. Yeah. Um, the SEAM camp was basically we run our procedural justice program. We kind of um, make it like a kid's version, sort of, but we still mm-hmm. let them go through the whole process. Do y'all do this every year? How do um, I not know about the this? The SEAM yes. camp was new. It, it was new at SEAM camp. We done yes, it before. But we've United. done this yeah. collectively together. We really work with um, Fort Wayne United mm-hmm. in getting kids into this program because that's where it begins. How do we break the cycle? We start with the kids. Mm-hmm. And we just let them know, you know, this is a job you can do. You want to help your community, but also, you know, you got to understand we're human beings too. Yes. We're moms and we're dads and we make mistakes like everyone else does. You're holding us up on this level of perfection that nobody should be held to. I'm just a human being trying my best, doing every day to make the right decision and do it. Is it always right? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but we have to give each other a little bit of grace. Yes. And Kayla, what was so awesome even about STEAM Camp? Because some, you know, some young people have mistrust, misconception about police officers, mm-hmm. but after that, just seeing the walls come down and them hugging Sophia, hugging uh, Mitch, uh, hugging all the officers, just wanting to learn more about what they do because they begin to see you guys as human, but also just not as, as human, but also as heroes. And I, be, I was just so grateful to see their their whole mentality just change and be more interested in the uh, criminal justice field. Well, that's one reason this show even got started. I mean, I randomly picked up the phone. I'd never even met Sophia I, maybe I've crossed your path and we a, talked in on a the media phone, briefing. interviews and stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. um, but never actually physically met her. And I called her and I just said, "Hey, you know, I'm so tired of this rhetoric surrounding our police officers. I want to start a podcast uh, to set the record straight. Yes. Want to do it?" And she said, "Yes." Didn't even skip a beat. It was quite crazy, actually. Now that I think yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> but to your point, just kind of those misconceptions that we yeah. have about police officers. Something else you mentioned, Nigel. You said in terms of really forming this connection and forming this trust. You said we have to go where our kids are, wh- yeah. whether it be the basketball courts or what have you. When you do that, when you say, that, I mean, are you going out with a team? Do other people go there with you? What does that look like? Because I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you, and I'm like buying in. I'm, I'm buying <laughs> in the first like two minutes here. But I mean. I don't see myself rolling up to a basketball court by myself. You know what I mean? Is there a yeah. team? Is there a way people can get involved? Or how yes, can people get involved? Yes, that's a great question, Kayla. Um, yeah, and it's, there's there's teams. It's beyond National Young Leaders Institute. Like um, Sophia was saying, it's uh, Fort Wayne United. Uh, Fort Wayne United, they uh, have Friday Tie Day. Uh, so it's a, a, yes. Yes, it's a guy's mentorship for, for the uh, young men within, I think, Wayne High School, Southside High School. Uh, are the two schools that they have it in right now. So if you're if you're a, a man that's listening right now and you're looking to mentor and raise up the next generation of uh, male leaders, uh, Friday Tie Day is a great way to be a father figure to these young men at Wayne and Southside High School. It's Boys and Girls Club. It's the YMCA. It's Youth for Christ. Uh, they're all on the grounds. Uh, just recently, Kayla, we did something called eSports uh, Camp. Uh, and I was like, what is esports camp? It's video games. I just said like esports, like video games, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's okay, video games. Okay. And I was like, oh, wait, this is a sport? Video games are actually a sport? And I'm, I've been learning this, Sophia. Um, so this is the next huge thing. My nephew oh. is majoring in esports. What? Yes. See, this I, is, yes. See? I didn't know it was a thing either. That's the only reason I know what esports So is. <laughs> 90% of young people from 12 to 17 play video games. Mm-hmm. 90%. Yeah. Can you imagine that being a major doorway to connecting to young people in their yeah. world? 90%. That's that's a lot of young that's people uh, that play video games. So we've been diving into esports, and we just did a camp. We did a pilot camp and learned about different careers, uh, different scholarships. There's 22 universities in the in northern Indiana that offers esports uh, yeah. scholarships. I believe it. 
and they, they were saying that um, unfortunately in northern Indiana they have to kind of find players outside of the state of Indiana because we're not doing a good job of elevating esports in our in our state. Well, they haven't come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thankfully, we're we're on this uh, on this uh, journey of uh, helping Fort Wayne community schools to get all the PCs all they need. Uh, some partnering with organizations wow. that want help fund PCs and different things like that for uh, Fort Wayne community schools. So, Wayne High School they have esports uh, esports uh, club now. Southside High School. I was talking to Northside Northside uh, coach. He said, Nigel, we have fifty people try out for our esports club. But we don't have enough PCs. We only have enough for 15 players. So all those kids were turned away because just a lack of funding, a lack of, uh, resources, of resources. Yeah. But we can solve that as a community. But it's things like that. Just researching, knowing the needs of, of your young people, the interests of your young people, and just diving in. And getting involved with all those organizations yes. I feel like that you listed is really... So important on the Friday Tie Day, though, yeah. as you said. Having men step up in this community, this is your chance to help in one way or another with these young minds and molding them and guiding them and coaching them along the way. And I know we kind of touched on youth violence as a whole. We talked about it across the nation, but really just kind of honing in on our area. And maybe this is more for you, actually, Sophia. But like yeah. in terms of youth, youth violence, what are we seeing here in our neck? Do we see a lot of <clears throat> gangs? Is it related to gang violence or is it going back to that mm-hmm. home? I mean, what what are we seeing here? We're seeing a lot of gang gang activity if you will, um, beefs between each other. Someone did something to someone, so they act out, and then it's always retaliatory. Um, we've seen some graffiti. We've seen people marking over graffiti, which is kind of like a diss, and then you got to come back and do something, or it's a threat sometimes. Um, so we're just seeing things like that. It's all gang-related, yeah. um, unfortunately. It's firearm-related. Um, so these kids are getting access to the guns, Obviously, it's it's yeah. a huge thing all over the country. So it's not so much fighting and brawling or, or stealing or I wish it was cars. fist fighting instead yeah. of the right, guns. Exactly. I really do. Exactly. I wish we could just put on some gloves, get a ring, and go at it. Go yeah. out back? Yeah, you know, in a controlled environment. Um, but we can't with, with proper coaching and, you know, right. safety measures. You know, let's just duke it out in, in a boxing ring. Let's, <laughs> right. you know. Right. Back when I grew up, we didn't have access to the guns like we do, and it was always fistfights at the schoolyard, you know? Right, right. And speaking <laughs> of, Sophia, like, um, this is our next pilot. Uh, no, our next I pilot didn't even know, I promise. National Young Leader Institute, our next camp is a boxing camp. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so, How perfect um, is that? Yeah. <laughs> my, my dad is a retired professional boxer, and um, there's, something, there's a reason why you don't see professional athletes often getting in fights. Because mm-hmm. be a professional boxer, you have to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. And a disciplined mind thinks before they react. So we can just, like you said, really get them into more sports like boxing. Martial arts Martial is another arts. one. Yes, so it takes my, discipline. my husband was really big. Discipline. And there's a gentleman up in Detroit, Jason Wilson, I believe. I heard of Jason Wilson, oh, yeah. Amazing stuff he's putting out and doing with these young men. Using martial arts as, as the basis of what he's doing. And I, I always go back to this video he had of this young man on top of his father. And the father was doing push-ups. Alone, and then they put the young man on top of him, and the father was just struggling to do him with his son on top. He goes, this is the weight you put on your father. He cannot, he, and it's visual, so wow. he can see it, his father struggling. He's trying to keep you up, and but you keep pushing him down. Wow. And it was just that visual for me, and it was like goosebumps. And he, and now, you know, he goes, but now he put his son's hands on the ground. Now you help your father push up, and they could push up together. That's amazing. It was beautiful. And we they just do a lot of work between fathers and sons and families. And yes. Sons. 
um, because they've seen such a problem. And in video, he has video after video of young men just screaming for male companionship. Yeah. And like you were saying, it boils back down to the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were saying we, we're seeing a high gang activity. Um, that goes back to the three points I was talking about. Kids are looking for purpose, identity, and that last point, belonging. Well, that's what, and I, so that's what I was actually going to ask you, Nigel. Yes. When you, you got feet on the ground, your ears to the floor on this, is that what you hear from these young people, too? They're involved in gangs. And, and I would assume it is because of that need to feel like they belong mm-hmm. to some form of family. Yes. And, and a lot of times these gangs are their family. Right. And I'll use Sophia's name, uh, gang, uh, gang activity. Because I don't know all, I don't think it's all official gangs. Yeah. Sometimes they just come up with their own name, mm, but yes. they're trying to create their own space of belonging. And maybe I'm a little old school. I'm like, you're like you guys aren't aren't hard or you're anything like that. You're just like <laughs> you're just trying to be cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you have some music in your ear, some things out in front of you on social media, and you're trying to imitate that. Mm-hmm. And you don't really even know what that is. You're really just searching for who you are and belonging. You're a club, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, once again, it's just so important that we give them spaces of belonging. And some of these these uh, kids who are actually these gang leaders, I'm using my fingers as quotation marks, but you guys can't see me. Um, but really, they have leadership in them, but it has to be directed. Yeah. And like Sophia was saying, like a lot of these young people are actually males uh, in these gang, gang activities. So when we talk about Friday Tie Day, uh, these mentorship, we really need our males to step up, our, our men to step up and mentor these young men, how to become men. And with me, I believe they need to be men of God. Amen. Uh, with uh, Christian principles and discipline. Um, so, and they're searching for it. Uh, Kayla, another thing I'm very surprised by is their response when I talk with them or, um, you know, create a space for them. They show up. They show up. Because they want it. They want it. They want it. They just don't know what they what it looks like. Yes. But they know they're searching for it. Yes. Yeah. And even the resources yeah. for it, because, again, they might not be able to go home and say, hey, mom, I want to do this or I want to join this club, an actual club here, like mm-hmm. Friday Tie Day or what, you know, they don't even have necessarily a lot of the resources most times until you walk in right. to their school or the Boys and Girls Club and tell them about it. Yes. Uh, when we did STEAM camp this past summer, we partnered with Huntington University and the young people actually stayed there on the college campus. And I'll never forget a young lady when she, uh, we were uh, putting all the kids in their room, the young lady put her uh, luggage in her room and she said, Oh, this is what it's going to be like when I go to college. Huh. Just yeah. for her to say those words, when I go to college, yeah. Yeah. it's possible for me. So we've been talking predominantly about young males, but you just said young ladies. So do mm-hmm. you run into a lot of, of youth violence among females, among girls? Um, yes, but not on the scale um, where it's gang related. Uh, it might be viol- violence more in like fighting, like you mess with my man, like don't talk to my, yes. you text, like, you know, it's like <laughs> yes. our girls, they would fist fight. Yes. They would, they, they would handle business and, and old school yeah. take it out back yeah. say, I ain't going to yeah. kill you. And we're going to, you know, I'm going to fix up your nails after I get finished whooping your behind. We're going to be, <laughs> be good. Yeah. So th- I, there's a lot less um, um, gang related activity with our uh, with our young ladies but unfortunately though with our young ladies sometimes they get caught up in the wrong relationships yeah. uh there was a homicide recently and it breaks my heart it was a young lady she was just w- with the wrong people great great awesome young lady but he's with the wrong people um so that's why once it go it transitions back to our men being um having role models our young men having role models because 
our young ladies, like you know, they have hormones and everything. They're mm-hmm. flirting and they're flirting being around the wrong people. Mm-hmm. And then their lives are in danger. But again, they're seeking that belonging. So wherever they can find yes. it, yeah, it, yeah, it goes back. To, seeking love. Yeah. Or yes. what they perceive as love. We're right. up against the clock as we always are, but I really want to get to this. We had on, we, we mentioned him before, DC um, Deputy Chief Police of Police, Mitch McKinney. And we specifically had him on, we've had him on multiple times, but we've had him on the show and he was specifically talking about a safety, a safety referendum um, at the time. It was something that was being looked into for Fort Wayne Community Schools. It, the referendum did pass. But what was shocking to me after we talked about that was the response that we got a lot of people saying, well, wh- why should I care about a, a safety referendum for Fort Wayne Community Schools? And a big part of that referendum was just people being able to come into the schools, kind of do, I'm going to call it ministry. It mm-hmm. wasn't really ministry, mm-hmm. but uh, just in terms of hel- helping support mental health and right, again, right. dealing with emotions and feelings and trauma. That was a big part of this referendum. And I was so shocked to hear from listeners thinking, well, why should I care? Why should my taxpayer dollars go to something like that? And I know that we're not really talking about the referendum, but it is similar work to what you're right, doing, Nigel. Right. So I would love for you to answer that question. Why should our listeners care about helping these young people in terms of, let's say they're the ones who get in the fistfights, who who are a part of the gangs, who are pulling out firearms and they don't agree? Why should people care about them? Yes, we should. We should definitely care. Um, and, and speaking of the referendum. Um, so you know what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah, I know reference. exactly okay. what you're talking about. Um, our young people, when they, especially Fort Wayne Community Schools and teachers, uh, when they go to a classroom, a teacher is expecting to teach, mm-hmm. not to be the counselor, not to be the therapist, but they have to wear so many hats. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have to wear so many hats. Um, so it takes all of us to come alongside our community schools and our districts. Um, so if it's the Fort Wayne Police Department. If it's, um, I believe it's called Alive with Angelo Manti, I think that that one just got passed where now we have mentors in the schools, but it's going to take all of us. Mm-hmm. And that's why we should care because our young people are suffering emotionally. They're, they're emotionally suffering. They're trying to process life. They're experiencing so much trauma and it takes a village. Um, I'll never forget. I was at Southside High School and there was a young lady. I, I knew her because she went to City Life. Um, our Youth Christ Christ, uh, Center right across from Southside High School. This young lady was sitting at her lunch table and she's had this blank stare on her face. She's always laughing and smiling, but there was no smile on her face. And this was lunch period. And I walked up to her and I said, hey, is everything okay? And she just burst out crying. And I took her to her counseling office. And long story short, that morning she was abused by her stepfather. Mm. Um, And I said, you went... In my mind, I just kept thinking she went through this whole day all the way to lunch holding this in until someone that she trusted walked into the lunchroom. She was able to talk about it in a safe place and say, I just got physically abused by my stepfather this morning and I'm scared to go back home. Mm-hmm. But because of Fort Wayne Community School partnered with the Youth for Christ and allow us to be that emotional support, that safe place for these young people, we we're able to get her help. Uh, we we're able to get that guy removed from the home. And long story short, she got plugged in deeper into the Youth for Christ or Sea Life Center. So she found community belonging. And Sophia, you're going to love this. The whole family began to go to my church at City Church. And they all got saved, baptized. And to this day, it's just been just a complete 180 transformation of that family. But it took partnership. Mm-hmm. It took everyone doing their part. Their part, Ubuntu, I am because you are. We all have to step in. And that's why referendums like this is so important. And I'm glad just recently there, there was one that just got passed. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking people 
are beginning to understand because you're creating a platform, Kayla. I sure hope so, Nigel. Yeah. I sure hope so. I said I, it actually greatly upset me. Sophia knows this. <laughs> I, I had a I snapped moment. Uh, I would make the argument that these young people are our future leaders. I always yes. say they are our future doctors, our financial our future financial advisors, our future police officers. I certainly, yes, think it's important that we invest in them and that yeah. we care about them and teach them how to resolve conflict mm. at a young age because they will be, whether we like it or not, our future decision makers. Yes. Whether or not we're going to go into a, a home or not someday. <laughs> yeah, right, you know, right. uh, Really quick, Nigel. How, if someone, if a school or an organization or just someone who's really passionate about our young people, um, how can they get a hold of you or yes. how does that work? Yeah, you can just visit us on nationalyoungleadersinstitute.com or visit my website, nigelsims.com. Love it. It's been my pleasure. I mean, Sophia, you've already known Nigel. Lucky you. Uh, But just a pleasure meeting you and having you in here. I would really encourage folks who have maybe missed previous episodes of Unholstered, especially that one about the referendum for Fort Wayne Community Schools, go back, uh, download any, actually, episode of the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Unholstered. Podcasts by Federated Media.